Welcome to the Lead in Davis Put a Lid on It podcast. Uh, we're here with our guests, uh, Michelle Yoho and Cynthia Palmer, and both uh, administrator extraordinaires, but we are going to have a conversation together. So, hi, Michelle. Hi. Hi, Cynthia. Hi. Welcome. Um, we are we, we like to start these podcasts with what we call the, the Lead in Davis questionnaire. And it, and it has been carefully, scientifically orchestrated to uh, get at the real you. So today, um, our listeners will get to know who you really are. Are you comfortable with that? Let's do it. Oh, I'm good with okay. it if they are. Okay, excellent. <laughs> Maybe they don't want this. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's, let's start. And we'll start with you, um, Michelle. Question number one. If you had to choose one song... That would play every time you walked into a room for the rest of your life. What would it be? Oh, that means I'd have to remember song titles, and I don't do very well at song you can titles. Sing it. Oh, can I pass and think no, about it? No. Oh. You know what? Walking on sunshine. Walking on sunshine. <laughs> Walking on sunshine. Lo- See, yeah, that's a, that's a perfect walk-up music. Okay, I'm not supposed to talk too much, Cynthia. Same question. Same question. Mine would be, I need help by Fitz and the Tantrums. Oh, <laughs> nice. See? Okay, excellent. Uh, next question, Cynthia. Favorite Christmas or birthday gift as a child? Oh, wow. Honestly, probably, I'm thinking way back when I was little, was the year we had crazy amounts of snow for Christmas, and I got I got a bike for Christmas, but that wasn't my favorite thing. My brother built me a slide out of the mountain of snow out of the, at the front of our house. That was my favorite Christmas gift. Nice. Nice. Shell? It was the year my aunt made us all matching pajamas because I was the oldest grandchild, and so we finally had gotten my little sister, and she made all the aunts and... Everybody, we all got matching pajamas. Matching pajamas. Yeah. That's sweet. Okay, uh, Michelle, if you could have dinner with anyone from any time in history who is not a relative or a religious figure, who would it be? I think I would have to have, I would love to have dinner with Queen Elizabeth. Queen Elizabeth. And just because she's seen so much history, she's seen so much of life, I'd love to... Just pick her brain. Yeah, awesome. Cynthia, same question. I have a lot of people on that list, but I think I'd go with Ruth Bader Ginsburg. She's kind of controversial, but the things she overcame and what she did was incredible. I'd love to have a conversation with her. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, Cynthia, hamburgers or pizza? Pizza. Pizza. Hamburgers. Hamburgers. Okay, excellent. Michelle, what advice would you give your eight-year-old self? Take a deep breath, slow down, listen to the music, but still keep going. Awesome. Cynthia, what advice would you give to your eight-year-old self? Your brothers will improve and get better and you'll (laughs) like them someday. (laughs) That's awesome. Okay, Cynthia, if you weren't an educator, what would you be? (laughs) I've made a lot of jokes about this in my life. Um, One of them, I think I might be the the driver of the pumpkin truck at the you know in at halloween time when you take the people out on your little trailer out to get a pumpkin i think that would be a great job great career really michelle i always thought i'd be an attorney education came in later 
but I always wanted to be an attorney. Yeah, awesome. The LSAT steers people away immediately. Uh, Michelle, uh, your house is on fire. Everyone is safe and you have the opportunity to save one item. What would it be? My grandmother's ring. Same question, Cynthia. Well, I would have said my mom's ring, but then I'm copying Michelle. So <laughs> you got the universe is listening. You have to come up with something. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got a copy of Michelle. You can go for it. They're important. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Okay. Michelle, if you could travel back in time to a day in your life, would you go back to relive a great day or to fix a bad day? Um, I think I would go back to relive those great days because those bad days turn into good days anyway. They hurt at first, but they always turn into a good days. So I'd relive those great days. Awesome, Cynthia. I think I'd want to do a little bit of both. I think the great days are nice to relive, but some of the bad days are where I learned the most mm -hmm. and found out who was on my team. So. Okay, awesome. Yeah. You did a great job of kind of staying right down the middle with that. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. Um, and now we're the, the last two questions, we're going to get into the nitty gritty of the Lead in Davis podcast um, and, and the Lead in Davis Academy and kind of our goals there. So, uh, Cynthia, what would you change about public education? If I could change one thing, it would be that everybody realizes that those of us that are in it, we're in it for the kids so they understand that we care and everyone cares. You know, the administrators care about their teachers and the kids, that the parents understand that, you know, we're here to support them. Awesome. Shell. And I changed the perspective. I think if you haven't been in the trenches, you don't know what's really happening. You think you have this view that you remember from when you were a senior in high school that is so skewed that that's not what's really happening. I think we need to change the perspective and bring it back again to this is the good that's happening in our schools. And we're all, like Cynthia said, we're all on the same team. But let's change that perspective. Awesome. Michelle, what would you change about yourself? I think sometimes I have to be willing to slow down, like I said earlier, and just take that pause for just a second. Because I like to travel Mach 90 with my hair on fire. And sometimes the hair needs to just slow down for just a second. Cynthia, same question. For me, I think it would be just to not get nervous in situations like this, you know, to be able to, to speak on the spot and, and not worry, you know, in the moment. I have a lot of thoughts. I'm really good at the, you know, later on coming up with, oh, I wish I would have said that. And so if I could change that, although those I wish I would have said that thoughts would come in the moment. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think I think everyone suffers from that. Right. Um, OK, let, let's let's jump into some some questions about uh, the lead in Davis Academy. Um, and Michelle, I, I, one of the things that you said, one of the activities that stood out to you was the vulnerability activity yeah. um, at farming at, at the, the, the Farmington Refuge there. Um, and, and I think the activity we're talking about is the activity where we were all, we all started standing in mm -hmm. squares, right? And yep. then you would step forward into the middle square when they said, if everyone who's, I remember this, we, I talked about it in another, with another group, but I remember this moment, uh, when they asked, um, has anyone saved your life? Mm -hmm. And I, and I thought about it and thought, 
Yeah. I mean, maybe not physically, but definitely uh, they've saved my life. And, and most of those folks are teachers, right? Um, so I stepped into the box. But there were lots. There were lots of questions like that. So talk to us about that, Michelle. I just thought it was so fascinating because like you said, in that particular example, I had never thought about someone who had saved my life. But the more I thought about it, yeah. And I can put a name to a real recent event that literally I'm because where I'm at. But there was so many other, there was other moments where we just, <laughs> you had to really think about it. And some of them were such naturals, like you knew immediately, yep, I should step forward on this one. And others, you kind of thought about it. And then when other people would step forward on certain things, you went, oh man, that's heavy. Or wow, that's, you know, and it kind of gave you a little bit more empathy towards the other people. But yet at the same time, it was so scary to step into that box knowing I'm showing all of these people an experience that's happened in my life. Um, you know, I, I think about uh, the one that sticks out is with Dennis. It was really an emotional moment for him. And he really had to process through one of those. And, and he and that really touched me that he was willing to be that vulnerable with a group of people because he could have not stepped into the box and kept it to himself because nobody would have known, but he was willing to be vulnerable and we were safe and we all felt that we could step into that box in a safe place and that it stayed there, but yet it really bonded us together as a group too. Yeah. And it, I, I think it kind of did two things in, in, in one sense, the, the smaller the box was, the fewer the people in the box, maybe the more courage. Mm -hmm. um, but on the flip side, there was this camaraderie uh, or this sisterhood or brotherhood that, that came from looking around inside that box going, oh, you too, you too. Yeah. I mean, especially the tattoo people. I thought that yeah. was <laughs> <laughs> that was real courage. <laughs> yeah. Well, and there was some of those questions that you're like, ooh, hi, I'm with some people that are my boss or, you know, above me. And do I want to be vulnerable? Like the tattoo question, but yeah, that's what the whole experience was about. And I felt like people really let that guard down and stepped in where they may not have, if we hadn't had all the preference preface leading up to it. Yeah. Uh, is that something you think we could produce? Cynthia, what do you think? Do you, could we reproduce that with a, with an elementary staff? I mean, is that, is oh, that crazy? Mm -hmm. what, what would that look like? I would love to reproduce that with an elementary staff. It's interesting because right before we did that activity, I saw where they did a similar activity with a, a population from a prison, you know, and stepping in toward the circle if certain things had happened in their life. And, you know, sometimes we have these perspectives. Oh, oh you know, I know who you are, but sometimes we don't. And I would love to recreate that mm -hmm. in the school. Absolutely. Yeah. I would love to see it. I don't know that we, we, even some of these experiences that we've had in the lead, because I had that experience too. You know, I was there too, experiencing that for the first time. And I just thought, man, I wish I would have known this as a principal mm -hmm. or even as an assistant principal, mm -hmm. because, you know, uh, we could have done that. And that, what a great way to break down some of those walls with the staff. Because almost always when we're trying to implement change or do new things, it's the walls and it's the walls that, that keep us from moving and, and, and the walls that kind of protect people from moving because everyone agrees with me, but what a great way to break down walls. And I think there was power in you guys participating with us in it is because all levels of where we were at was gone. 
yeah. and we were all on the same level and we all were talking the same language. And that that's really powerful, especially for a teacher. I'm thinking like you said, doing it with a staff. That's a really powerful tool for them to see, hey, I'm being vulnerable and I'm going to move in here too. Well, and I'll do it with you. To add on to what you're saying, I think that's one of the things that really helped us all in the Lead in Davis, you know, because I still remember when we met together the first time in August, it was a little awkward. Let's be honest, yeah. you know, in this room with the district leadership mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. lots of people that you may or may not know. And those activities where the walls were being broken down, as you were talking about, I think brought us closer together. Yeah. And so, you know, it, I found it interesting as we've gone to more of these activities over the years, just the closeness you feel with one another. Yeah. Um, kind of in that same vein, uh, Cynthia, one of the things that you mentioned about an attribute expert that stuck out to you, and I know uh, there were there were just some great people from different kind of backgrounds, but you mentioned Troy Wood, and he's a person I've known for, for a, a while. Um, and everything that he talked about, um, you know, he was, he's the, this, the CEO that, that may not be its title, the CEO of Lakeview hospital. And he's really done some things because maybe Lakeview had a tough rep about 20 years ago when I was first working in bountiful people. <laughs> oh, you don't want to go Lakeview. No, but, death view. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, <laughs> but I think that that has been removed. And I think a lot of it goes back to the work that Troy has done with his team and, and. And that doesn't, the leader can't do it unless everyone in the building feels it, you know, and clearly the staff had a lot of fun. So something you said, you said, um, you, uh, interconnection was inspired to see the efforts he made to not only connect with all of his staff and patients in the hospital, but what they also did to help the staff connect with each other. Um, and we're kind of in that same industry. So what, that's another question. What does that look like in implementation? Why don't, what, what have you guys thought about since that experience or what have you implemented? And I say thought about, cause it's been a crazy, you know, year or two, but what does that look like in implementation? What do you think, Cynthia? Uh, what he said that he does with the hospital was really inspiring to me. And so one of the things I've thought about is he talked about the walk in your shoes day. Remember that? And so, you know, where somebody from this department would take a day to shadow somebody in a different department. And I thought, gosh, Think of what that would look like in a school if you had a teacher shadowing the custodian for the day or, you know, vice versa, you know, seeing what the lunch ladies do. Because sometimes I, I we get a picture of what the teachers do and it's not saying that, you know, they everyone understands exactly. But there are so many people that make the school work and we couldn't do what we do without every single one of them. And so I've been thinking, is there a way that you could do the walk in your shoes day, you know, with the faculty and staff at a school? That would be really cool. It would. I think even swapping like second grade and sixth grade yeah. it would be really interesting. We have a teacher who's a job share teacher and she's needed to start subbing to do some more things. So she's been subbing and she subbed in our functional skills class the other day and she immediately got onto teams and she's like, oh my gosh, you guys, if you have never walked into the functional skills class and spent a day in there, you are missing out. And so she did it kind of almost naturally, mm. but it has been such a powerful tool to her. And so we've been kind of talking about that. How can we flip flop some people's roles just to give them a new perspective of this is what happens there. So I think you're exactly right. How can you, it, it changes people's perspectives. I would love someone to do my job for a day and I'll do, <laughs> I'll do your, I just think it'd be so much fun. And I think even our, even our community, it'd be interesting to see um, people that, um, don't understand mm-hmm. what's happening. You, you kind of brought that up earlier about perspectives, Michelle. 
people from the outside that make make assumptions and of course we make assumptions all the time as human beings but it would be great to have people take over a classroom we used to say that about the legislature you know when they were you know back when i was a teacher i would love for them to take you know teach Mm -hmm. a, a day of double productivity in a in an english class with 36 high school kids that are forced to take this class that kind of thing um, okay, so l- l- let me jump to something um, is, is we've kind of been talking about this, um, the idea of, of in- introspection and interconnection. I've noticed that most people talk about those two things. Those are the two attributes that most people uh, referred to, at least in their surveys. Um, and both of you mentioned those in some form or fashion in your survey. Um, so, Michelle, you said introspection is learning to rise from the knockdown drag out fights of insecurity. Vulnerability is the birthplace of courage, strength, and creativity. That's a, it was a quote I wrote down. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It also, I think that question required, uh, 20 words and you said you had 24 so i don't know if we can even oh count man uh, it, uh, i couldn't edit the quote i love the introspection is learning to rise from the knockdown drag out fights of insecurity yeah um somebody somebody mentioned um the imposter syndrome that we all mm-hmm. kind of feel especially as leaders because we all still feel like i'm just an english teacher you know i'm still i'm still that person uh Talk about, let's talk about the introspection, uh, the, the introspection piece, looking at ourselves. Um, and and that, that, that last question I asked in, in our little Alita and Davis questionnaire about what would you change about yourself? How, what have you learned about yourself through this process, Michelle? Oh, gosh, where do you start? It's been, it's been a really powerful process because you've been, uh, we've been kind of forced into thinking about a certain aspect of our personality during each of the times. And so we've kind of focused on that, whether it's through the reading, whether it's through the speakers, and then you kind of sit back and you go, okay, this is how I'm going to put all these things together. Because we've all had moments in our life that have been really highs. And we've all had those moments that have been those really bottomless pit really rock your soul moments. Mm-hmm. Whoa. And you have to look at those rock your soul moments and you go, okay, there will be something good that comes out of this. And I don't know what it is. And I don't know where it's going to land me. And I don't know where I will um, what I'm learning from it. But that introspection and that taking that, that initiative to say, you know what, this is a crappy moment. This is a not great moment. And I either did something or something happened or, you know, whatever event led up to it. But where do I go from here? Because I have two choices. I can let this beat me. Or I can say, you know what? There's a lesson to be learned from this. There's something to take out of this. And I am the only one that can control that. You can't control it for me. Cynthia can't control it for me. And that's the one thing I've really taken out of all of this is, you know what? Every one of these leaders that we've heard from, they took those moments, even Minky Couture, you know, um, when she was talking about the blankets, it was her baby in the ICU. That was a really low moment in her life. And she took it and she created something beautiful out of it. Well, where can we take those moments, those insecurities, those, am I really worthy to do all of this? And you know what? I can let it beat me or I can say, you know what? I got knocked down 
but I'll get up again and I'm going to rise again. Yep. Almost everyone who's great has had to have probably many of those moments. Absolutely. And if you think it's just one, you're fooling yourself and it will happen. Even in some really good times, you're going to get knocked down and you go, I can do this. I will rise another day. It'll come at you at two o'clock on a Tuesday, right? (laughs) You can't plan for it. Cynthia, what introspectively, you know, what, what have you learned from this experience? There's, there's so much you can't summarize it in the amount of time we have, but, um, I, I've learned, you know, in working with these people in the Academy, there's a lot of strength around us. And part of it is making the connections with other people. There's a lot that I can learn from other people. Um, I've also, it's given me opportunity to stop and reflect. I think sometimes I run too fast and I don't reflect on who and what has actually made the difference and made me who I am at this particular moment. And I think that's really important is to stop and, and look back and say, you know what, that experience or that person made a huge difference. And did I take the opportunity to let them know what that meant to me and what that did for me? Yeah. Awesome. One of the things that you said about interconnection, since you brought it up, uh, (laughs) is you said you can't connect with, if you can't connect with others, the rest of the attributes don't matter. Mm. People are the most important part of what we do. I, I couldn't agree more, but talk That's a little awesome. bit about that. It's what we do. We're not in the education business. We're in the people business. Um, whether it's the kids, the parents, we need to be able to connect with others. They're the most important thing. I mean, if we can have all of these great ideas of the best ways to educate best practices. In fact, there's a book that I have where it talks about the thing that makes the single most difference in a child's education is the teacher. And, and that's, and it wasn't, it was talking about, you know, that the programs, different programs, you know, they, they make a difference, but it's that relationship with the teacher and it's the relationships of the teachers with one another and with the administration, with the parents and with the community. Truly love it. Okay, let's let's um, as we say, put a lid on it. Uh, you know, lid is a fun play on lid. Just so you know, we're not really telling anyone to put a lid on it. I feel like I need to be clear on that because somebody thought that was a rude way to end a podcast. <laughs> so let's put a lid on it in one sentence, and we'll start with you, Cynthia. And it's similar to the earlier question, the final question. Uh, but what are you going to change in education starting tomorrow? Just making connections with people, improving the relationships in education, whether that's teacher to student, teacher to teacher, admin, connecting with community, improving relationships. I I really think it is. It's Lee and Davis brought us together with a group of people. There was people from the high school I would have never had a chance to meet and to connect with. Um, I can think of a few of them by name that I would feel very comfortable picking up the phone and calling today and saying, hey, what do you think about? How could you help me with this? What could we do here? that I would have never had the experience without Leadin Davis to get to know them. And so it is that connection there. But tomorrow, I want to take back and I want to go back into my school. And I want to just live in the experiences that we're having. Because it's that interconnection. Let's live it together. We're living the dark and dirty and magical and glorious time that we're living in. Let's just live this together and let's experience it together instead of isolated. Let's connect and move forward together. Awesome. Well, thank you. Beautiful thoughts from beautiful people. Thank you, Michelle and Cynthia, for spending this time with us today on the Lead in Davis podcast. Uh, That is putting a lid on it. Thanks for being with us today. Thank you. Thank you.